0: The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of W.I.L.K.'s staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on W.I.L.K. Hello. Good morning. Miss Nasally. Yeah, Ms. Nasal here.
1: Sinus infections are a pain.
2: I know they are. I know. Yeah. That's one so, thing I struggle um, with myself. I hate them. I know. But, but, uh, what are you do? Nothing. Fight on, baby. <laughs>
1: yes. Fight so on you can the way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what's happening uh, in your world? Your boys are home?
2: My, no? Well, again, we tape on Thursday, so we're talking to you. We're taping Christmas Eve. Sean is home, but Tommy will be home this afternoon, later this afternoon. Okay. So, and he's only Tommy's, he, Tommy was supposed to be here for a week, but he changed his plan, and he's coming in today and leaving on Saturday, so he will only oh. be in for... A few night, two nights, yeah. Okay. And Sean will be here till about the thirtieth. And, and um, is Tommy cooking? Yes. Mm-hmm. Same thing from before. No. No, no, no. We're doing a well, same as every Christmas, but we're doing a very simple filet um, tenderloin, I should say, and smashed potatoes green beans with almonds and a big salad and that is going to be mm. our basic and then cheese and jellies and fruit and crackers for appetizers and tons of desserts and you know little plug got 90 percent of all my things at mansoor's um have wonderful things. And I baked a few cookies the other night. Um, went yeah. to bed at midnight after I finished, and so they're delicious. And so that was an accomplishment. I, I made the dough a couple days before and finished the cookie, so I was very happy with that. And okay. what else? Um, and then yesterday was my annual um, lunch for the Dunmore Fire Department and Dunmore DPW. And, um, Sean and I, um, met our dear friend, Vince Sardo, who's a retired fireman, and he helped me. Um, he went to Nardozzi's and picked up all the pizza, and Sean and I went to uh, Mansour's for the sandwiches, and we stopped over at the fire department to see the chief, Chris uh, Naples, and a bunch of um, some of the firefighters that were on, call- on duty, and um, we got our picture taken in front of the one of the big trucks, Sean and I and then we went up to see Didge Judge and all of the guys at Dunmore DPW and brought lunch to them and talked to them and oh, they're just the nicest people. It's one of my favorite days when we do that. I said to to Sean, you make sure wherever you are and whatever community you live in that you respect and honor and treat these um, wonderful people who Um, do all of the work that DPW does in any city or municipality, but we're plugging Dunmore because that's where we live. And the fire department, who is, as I always say, they're they're true heroes running into fires, rescuing kitty cats from trees and doing everything they have to do to keep us safe. So I... um, it, it's just a good day when when we do that, and I can't tell you how special these guys. And there was one gal in the fire department. It's just And Sean's girlfriend's grandpa was a fireman um, in Long mm-hmm. Island. Um, so, uh, it was just, you know, my great grandpa was on the, or not my great, Sean's great grandpa, my grandfather was worked for Scranton DPW for a while, many, many, many years ago. And so it's just, those guys are so always out there doing what they need to do, whether it's removing snow, picking up your garbage, doing anything they have to do to keep your uh, town um, running is, and so it's, they're just the best people and it makes me feel good so it was a good day and that's you know Lynn I look forward to that day every year So
1: I know I know you do and I think it's a wonderful wonderful very generous thing that you do every year well, and, and I know. think it makes the person who gives the gift even happier than the people who receive them
2: Oh, there's no doubt that giving is far greater, yeah. and that, that's that's. And again, I don't say these things because I always tell my father, you know, Big Jim, blow your own horn. No one's going to do it for you. I I don't say it to to say it in in a way, but you know, sometimes when you hear somebody do something, it inspires. I always like to tell people things of other people, myself or someone I know well who do things for other people because it inspires, I hope, people to do similar things for um, people that don't often think of it. I mean, we all do so much for so many people volunteering in so many organizations and so many things have been limited due to COVID that there's always something else you can find to do to help, whether it's your neighbor, like, you know... um, you have many wonderful neighbors who help you, yeah. and and um, I do, and it, it's it's just it's wonderful to uh, like the let not this past snowstorm, but the snowstorm before. Somebody I don't know who it was, one of my neighbors. They used the snowblower on the walks and up, and even up my step, like came up and did the steps. I have still to this day don't know who it was. Um, <laughs> So, you know those are wonderful things you can do that you don't really have to think that much about. Just do it, you know, as they say, just yeah, do it. yeah, so um I'm, I it's just good. So whatever you can do, just help somebody. However, there's always ways. So, yeah that it is, is my, it's a good thing. my good day yesterday, and I had all my mm-hmm. chores and all my lists plugged into my phone of all the things I needed to do the last two days <laughs> and yesterday, literally, we I left this house at eleven a m and I did not get home until ten after 10 last night, so wow yeah so it and I say that meaning I was able to accomplish <laughs> everything I needed to do, um including going have a burger in my in Randy Williams's car with Meyer and Deb Dudley. She sat uh-huh. in her car, and the three of us are in Randy's, and we sat at Red Robin, exchanged some gifts and 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 did the socially <laughs> distant <laughs> windows down in the cold. Doing our thing, so there's ways that you can do all of these things um, to be very healthy and, and do what you're supposed to do in this day and age and get it done. So it was a good day, little shopping and just picking up all our stuff and you know, it's all yeah. it's all good. So that was that I, was
1: it. I well, I was hoping that I might be able to get some cookies done yesterday because um, I, and the thing is, there's really nobody around, the people, I shouldn't say nobody, but the people that I would normally give Christmas cookies to, there's a handful of people that are here. Like, you know, you, well, not you, but yes, you, if I do something the way I want to do it, uh, Meyer, um, well, I was going to say, well, you always give him your cookies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and neighbors. That's it. But the people that I would go to see, I, I can't take it to my aunt who's in a nursing home. Can't do that. Right. Um I can't, uh, I don't want to send them to my brother because last year they lost them. <laughs> and <laughs> the Postal Service is not so <laughs> good. Eat, but... Yes. I'm sure they uh, did. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Do. Oh, no doubt. And, no. um,. And then uh, there's uh, all the people in Philadelphia that I wouldn't normally, that I would see, which would is where I would take the bulk of them. But right. Then, and now you're not. Now we're not doing any of that traveling and I'm not going to be able to, to get that to them. But I said, why am I killing myself to try to get these things done for Christmas when it's not, there's no point, you know? So. I think over the next maybe couple days, over the weekend, I might make some. And if I put them in the garage, which I usually do, that's better than a freezer. So I just, uh, I can get them all done and at my leisure. And that's that's fine. That would work. Are you going to, so do you think that'll
2: be accomplished?
1: Yes, I do. I think that there... Well, because Lynn, the thing
2: is... You can even do a after crit, like a couple of days after. Like it's still the holiday all week long.
1: That's what yeah. I'm saying. It doesn't yeah. really make any difference when I do them because I won't be no. seeing them. Uh, my my niece is getting married. Uh, she's having the the wedding ceremony and the whole thing in May. So I thought maybe that's, that's good enough. I'll get done by May. Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah. who would know? Who would know when I made But I mean, It would even if make you, any even,
2: difference. Yeah, but even if you, like, because I'm sure our friend Patrick A. would love some homemade cookies, so even if you make oh, them for yeah. you two, smaller batch for the time being, somewhat, you know? Yes. I like will. I said, yeah, I did I'll them too. Last year I made all the dough and never got the cookies done. this year I did both and I was very happy and I got a lot like I made two double batches of cutout dough and then what I did Lynn instead of making um instead of making um all the cutouts which I I did I did holly leaves and Christmas trees I didn't want to do anything else and I made these little roll-up cinnamon sugar roll-up kind of things with my cookie dough and I was wondering if I could I I thought, well, let me give it a shot. I mean, well, they're absolutely delicious. (laughs) And and, and Sean was like, mom, these would be good if you put like nuts in them. And I should have if I was thinking because my grandmother used to make these nut horns and she would roll them. Now, I didn't roll mine. What I did is I cut them like a cinnamon bun, like you would cut a cinnamon bun. I rolled it Uh in a roll and then cut. And they came out perfect. They're delicious. And I said, Sean, I'll after Christmas I'll I'll make some icing and we'll chop up some nuts and cinnamon and put them on top and he's like, Mom, what do you mean after Christmas? I said, Sean, there's more than enough right now He's <laughs> like, Mom, will they be good after Christmas? I said, Sean, they're cookies. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny. So, but they <laughs> really did. They were, Sean goes, Mom, you didn't tell me you're making cinnamon cookies. I said, I know, but
1: they they came out. So you just don't know what's yeah. going to happen when you, I thought, what the hell? I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, no. That's just something I was going to ask. It just reminded me of my mom used to do that. And you said your mom did it, your grandma did it when they, the whenever they baked anything. Yeah, pie yes. the dough. They rolled it mm-hmm. up, and it was the best part. I mean, I couldn't yeah. wait to get home to do that. But what was uh, what was your very favorite Christmas gift? When when you were a kid?
2: Oh, my very favorite. Well, when I was a kid, I loved, a little girl, I loved dolls. And I remember one Christmas, it was my, it was, it was, I don't even know how old I was, but I, there were these two dolls. They were called Chrissy and Velvet, and their hair. The Velvet was black hair and a purple velvet dress, and you push the button and their hair would go longer or shorter. And then Chrissy was in like this this orangey lace dress, which she had red hair. And I got I got both of those dolls and a Raggedy Ann and Andy doll because I love Raggedy Ann and Andy, and they were all that like same time like I remember thinking oh I got all these dolls in one day so I I just vividly remember getting all of those things and thinking how wonderful it was that I got all my dolls right under the tree so those were like vivid memories of young and wanting to see what you you got and they were there so
1: why what was yours getting my first Barbie doll See. I could not wait till I got Barbie doll. And then mm-hmm. the cool thing was because my mother was such a wonderful seamstress, she made she clothes. Made clothes. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She made okay. clothes for the Barbie doll. And of course, they were unique, you know, so nobody else had them. And at the time, I probably thought they were stupid looking because they weren't right, like the ones she you could buy Right. she made them. Right. <laughs> But I would get I a love couple it. of those standard ones that, you know, for my birthday or whatever. But that was my favorite thing was the Barbie doll.
2: Ah. Uh, and then also one more thing because then we're going to take a break. I got Mrs. Yeah. Beasley from the uh, Uh family affair I got her and actually she still sits on my chair in my in my my sister founder up in our cedar closet she sits on my chair in my bedroom even as we speak so and she's in great condition so anyway we're going to take a quick break you're listening this morning to Laurie and Lynn show we'll be right back
3: hi this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's morning news with Webster and Nancy and I know Laurie Cadden a lot of people know Laurie Cadden Laurie cadden and her 20 plus years of experience call larry today at 357-8399 357-8399 or email larry laurie, laurie l-a-u-r-i-e at L A U R I E C A D D E N dot ncom larry laurie cadden enterprises because it is who you know
0: ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn.
1: Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am Managing Director and Financial Advisor with Women of Substance, LLC. And that's a financial planning company devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on i not not iTunes, sorry, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.
2: And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And you know what, Lynn, speaking of all these Christmas, uh. Christmas traditions and things, I love it. You know, you, you have all these pockets of friends if you're lucky. And yeah. um, so, you know, people that you've done things with through the years and all day today and usually she's one to start at joanne arduino and and i used to chair the um uh pink elegance on parade fashion show for for coleman and then we did a couple um like um review shows um right after that and and there were always a bunch of gals who really again committed their time but um joanne and Brenda Bestokey and Julie Jordan and Dolly Woody and I, the five of us, kind of stayed together with through thick and thin through all these things of, you know, changes. And, and even though we haven't really done any of those things in the last few years, we're still a group of friends. And, every, you know, usually Joanne, you know, at every holiday will reach out to all of us on a group text and send her notes and happy, you know, Merry Christmas. And the sentiment's always so... Um, wonderful, like from everyone, like how fortunate we are to be friends and to have the memories we have and have done the things we've done. And Dolly, you know, for so many years in her position has been so grateful for so many people through our region, um, for the race, for the cure and other things to support the Common Foundation. And, you know, you just, those relationships are so cemented in, in, and, 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 steeped in, in love and respect and togetherness and so much COVID stuff has taken away that togetherness part, but you know, the spirit is there and, and remains so strong. And I just, it's just so neat. Cause I've been hearing from so many different people recently, um, you know, who I haven't heard from or have Merry Christmas and phone calls. And it's just, it's a, it's just wonderful how people connect, um, through all of this, and and at this time of the year, because it's so special anyway, um, you know. So it's it's important to hold on to those stories of all of your good times with so many good people in this area. You're probably yeah. getting the same things. Oh yeah. we'll calling. How? And speaking of that, what about our dear Joan? What about what? What about our dear Joan?
1: How is she doing? She is she coming in at all? No, Jones. Um, she was planning on going to Nashville to be with I her know. family since before Thanksgiving. And yep. um, just decided every time that she had the chance, she said, I, I'm not going into those airports. I'm not going to be yeah. in front of all those people. Yeah. And um, I, I asked the other night I said, <laughs> in a text. I said, "So, what what are you going to be doing um, for Christmas?" And she gave me a, a classic Joan line, which I'm 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 just looking for at the moment because it's perfect. Um, I said, "You know, you're not going to be running anywhere else. So, uh, so what do you think? What, well, how will you spend your time for Christmas?" And she said, "Let me see if I can find it." It was funny, and it was classic Joan. And she um, can't even go
2: singing, to
1: Dunkin' on Christmas Day. A singing carols, watching <laughs> movies, and drinking. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a bad... I hope in that order. I hope in that order. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if the drinking starts, the caroling could get really intense. Yes. Yeah, that's why I said I hope
2: it's in that order. She'll be sick of the music, you know? Oh, oh my gosh. She is
1: something. <laughs> She's funny. So, anyway, but um, it is. that's her. Yeah, and well, it's really, Lynn, uh
2: What? There's just so many changes this year, you know? With, oh, And everywhere. you would have been able... You would have been able. You haven't even been able to, and you would have been able to hold Shirley Rose. Shirley, oh, you must please. be joking. I'm not. Don't call me Shirley. Yeah. Um, but what are you going to do? I mean, when you get that baby, she'll be bouncing around you like she won't be an infant.
1: I know. And and uh, speaking to my sister last night, of course, she was telling me that she just was gushing about her and saying she's such a little doll baby. She uh, just keeps changing day by day. She's yes. more alert. She's more yes. this. She's more that. She coos. She does. Oh. Uh, and I said, Oh, uh, it's nice. Thank you. Thank you for rubbing it yeah, in. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, oh, do they call goodness. her, do you sh- what do they call her, Lynn? I don't know. I never heard them refer to her as anything other than Shirley Rose, like the it's big, word. No, no,
2: no. I didn't know if they call her Shirley Rose all the time or just Shirley or Sheryl or what do they call her? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. They, so you think, talked, Ro- you think it's Shirley You think it's both names then? You think, well, my,
1: I don't think so. My sister, when she referred to her, said Shirl, And then yes, me. Um, other times she would say formally. You know, you haven't seen Shirley Rose, but I don't know that, what they call her. That maybe is yeah. the whole word. I don't know. I love it. I don't know. I just
2: think that, that it's so neat that there's babies with these old-fashioned names, you know? Uh, my yes. other a friend of mine, her daughter had the first baby, and her first name is Josephine. And I love yes. it. Now, they're calling her JoJo, but I love that I love that these young kids are bringing these, uh, and their significance, you know, yeah. your uh, Mara named her after her grandma, and I think I'm almost positive um, there's some influence, I think it's more of my friend's father's name, but like those, that's what's neat about it, is, is bringing back these old cool names, and then making them youthful, and, 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 and modern by, you know, Jojo, I think that's so cool, I, I love yeah. it.
1: It is. Yeah. So um, the, all
2: these neat old
1: names. Before we, I forget, or run out of time here. I just wanted to say a couple of things that I think will really, they're fun and they kind of break up the, um, nastiness of the pandemic. But, uh, these are in the back of the, uh, AARP, AARP bulletin for this one. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know how many people who are listening to us know um, Penn and Teller, the yeah. two comedians. They're yep. a little bit weird, but um, <laughs> Teller Teller never speaks. He's not allowed to speak, so he doesn't, doesn't speak. speak. So anyway, um, they did a little interview with him, Penn, with Penn Gillette, the guy who does speak, and observations of 2020. And the question was, what made me happy? He said, being able to spend all of my time with my family. What did I learn? You sure don't want to spend all of your time with your family. (laughs) Yep. What made me happy? Not having to shave. What did I learn? With or without a beard, I don't look like Keanu Reeves, Hugh Jackman, or (laughs) even David Letterman. What made me happy? Not seeing Teller every day. What did I learn? Without teller around, I don't make any money. <laughs> what made me happy? Not this is my best my best one. What made me happy? Not wearing underwear. What did I learn? Gym shorts should still be changed every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck! Tell All right. Patrick, what made that, me? Will you yeah, I was going to say that to him. What made me happy? Finishing my novel. What did I learn? Even during the pandemic, my agent doesn't have time to read my novel. <laughs> and then what made me happy? Having time to learn a new language. And what did I learn? Foreign languages are impossible to learn. Yeah. <laughs> ah, true. Okay, a couple uh, yes, other cookies. The World Health Organization announced that dogs cannot contract COVID-19. Dogs previously held in quarantine can now be released, to be clear. Who let the dogs out? (laughs) I love it. I I ran out of toilet paper and started using lettuce leaves. Wait, capital W, capital H, capital O. Go ahead. Yes, yes. I ran out of toilet paper and started using lettuce leaves. Today was just the tip of the iceberg. Tomorrow <laughs> remains to be seen. <laughs> oh, dear God, I love I it. haven't cut my hair since the quarantine started. Yesterday, I stepped on a scale for the first time in a while. Who knew the hair weighs that much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Yeah, uh, uh. That's, a good, that's a good excuse. That's a good one. This morning, I saw a neighbor talking to her cat. It was obvious she thought her cat understood her. I came into my house and told my dog. We laughed a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, no, we got time. Okay, let me go for the next one. My husband bought a world map, gave me a dart and said, throw this and wherever it lands, that's where I'm taking you when this pandemic ends. Turns out that we will be spending two weeks behind the fridge.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love it. I, love I it. thought that was really good. Yeah. I like that one. That was funny. So, um, I guess we'll be back shortly with our um, guest that's expert, Joe Valentini yeah. from um, the Fidelity Bank. And just before we break for good uh, for the day, I also wanted to say thank you to my partner. Laurie Cadden, uh, we have now, well, next week, we will complete uh, 11 years together on this crazy show. Yeah, so Thanks, starting Lars. new
2: with 12 years. Thank you to you, too, Lynn. We're, we're a good team all those years ago. I was telling this story, and next, next week we'll talk about how this whole thing got started, because that's kind of neat okay. to talk about. Yeah. That's so Thank fair. you, Lynn. I love you to pieces, and uh, we'll be too. right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn show.
4: and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is.
3: Business
2: Banking at Fidelity. Universal Printing started out in Northeast Pennsylvania in June of 1995. Since that time, we have grown to 155 employees. What we do, we're a document solutions business. We do printing. We have an IT department on site. There's computer programmers, developers, production people. So all of our IT is done in-house. The nature of our business is it is very capital intensive. What we continue to do is adapt to the needs of our customers. And in order to do that, we have to continue to invest in the best state-of-the-art equipment that's out there. And we can do that with the support of Fidelity Bank. Fidelity allows us to play on a playing field that we could never have played on if we didn't have the support of a strong local bank that believed in us. They're not just saying they support the community, they're doing it. And we feel really blessed to have a partner in Fidelity Bank. Laurie and Lynn Hi everybody, welcome back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR
1: and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the Managing Director and Financial Advisor with Women of Substance LLC, that's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse and that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify and others and our guest expert this morning is the assistant vice one of the assistant vice presidents of Fidelity Bank and her name is Jill Valentini and she's been with us before several times and we're
6: so happy to have you back. Hi, thank Jill. you ladies. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs>
1: what are we going to talk about today?
6: Well, I kind of thought it might be relevant to talk a little bit more about the PPP loans and the new stimulus package a little bit. I know at our last conversation we touched base on that, and we're knee-deep in the forgiveness and uh, trying to figure out and scramble what the new stimulus package will mean for us. So I thought we could talk about that a little bit. That's a great idea. And, Jill... There are, from what I understand, maybe I'm wrong,
2: so please correct me and to enlighten everyone. Is not the PPP a little bit different this year than those who, who are eligible from the last time, or am I wrong on that?
6: So there are a few changes that were made, um, and of course I just want to put my precursor out there uh, that it's not signed into law yet. So the information that I have is as we know, as as it was presented, and we know that the the president vetoed that to send it back. But there are some changes um, as far as the last update that we had where organizations who have fewer than 300 employees could apply. Um and then there there's a specific change that you can now utilize the funds if you had a twenty five percent drop in your gross receipts quarter over quarter from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. So so that's a big a big change from what the original stimulus offered. Okay, so
1: go ahead Lynn, did you have a Yeah, I was was just gonna say, does it does it
6: make any difference what industry you're in? So the big change now for the upcoming is that previously 501c3 nonprofits and 501c6 were ineligible for that. But with this new stimulus, they can apply for this. So this is huge for a lot of nonprofits because they've been really struggling this year. Um, You know, mostly they live off of donations and fundraisers. and, And with the the climate that we've had this year, not that people don't have the heart to give, but being everything that's going on, it's been really challenging for them. I do also believe that there's some live event industries that are going to be eligible for a a certain type of grant. Uh, It's not directly related to the PPP, but for arts and entertainment, because we know um, that theater and things of that and live events of that nature have taken a huge hit due to the pandemic. So, So that's very exciting for some from local arts and entertainment yeah
2: yeah because i think that industry is so overlooked in so many ways i mean there are you know the restaurants and and everyone the support there is tremendous and and so needed but i think you know this and just knowing myself having um worked for the Cultural Center for so long, Joe, and, and 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 now doing some work for Broadway Theater, I mean, you know, every theater is shut, whether it's a movie theater, whether it's a, a performance venue, um, Broadway shows, I mean, all of these things have just been events at, at, at the Cultural Center. I mean, these things have just been shut, you know, stopped to a halt. So, um, you know, they need so
6: much help. Um, going forward. Agreed. And Uh, even the small businesses too, Lori, that uh, have so I I have a a client specifically I have in mind who does costumes for theater. And Mm -hmm. while they're not directly impacted as far as the entertainment, they are severely hurting because they supply costume and makeup for theater um, Mm -hmm. in the tri-state area as well. So I mean, it impacts a, a lot more than even just the entertainers itself or the venues themselves, so right. I think that was a really great thing that they did, um, and I also believe that with this stimulus package, that they're attempting to to right a lot of wrongs. Or I I don't maybe that's not the right verbiage that I wanted to say, but some things that were left vague as far as you know tax credits and you know if you applied for the IDLE loan, that's the emergency disaster recovery loan that came out in conjunction with the PPP. Um, you know currently with the forgiveness of the PPP if you had some grant money from that that was counted against your forgivable allotment on your PPP loan but they're looking to change that as well so I mean it's just such a there there's so much more that they're trying to do for small businesses since it's you know it really is the heartbeat in, of of America you know and they've been struggling yeah. so hard so i'm hoping that um we can come you know together or our government can come together and and get some additional relief out there for our small businesses and try to make it easier um for them to be able to survive because they they really want to work and they want to support their employees and, you know, the arts and entertainment and the small business, as we all know, are are the hearts of our community. So, we're gearing up here at the bank to try and absorb the the new rules and work with the SBA so that we can once again help to contribute to our our family members and our communities. So, we're hoping it happens sooner rather than later.
2: Do, do they anticipate um, two or several rollouts of this, uh, Jill? Like last time, the, the money went very quickly the first time, and then we were able to, or bus, uh, customers uh, were then able to apply again, and there, was a, there were other rounds. Do they anticipate
6: that, or you, they don't know yet uh, until it's, everything is set in stone? I think they don't really know yet, but they have, just like they did in the past, allocated out of the, the total stimulus package certain dollar designations for community banks, for grants, for the idle loan. So we're hoping that this will help out uh, a lot of clients, and then in the event that hopefully we won't need a second round, the second round of the PPP last time um, you know, was much more extended. So the money initially went really fast and furious, and then the second round kind of at least gave businesses the opportunity to to get into it. And the nice part about this this PPP second round loan too is that if you've already as a business applied for it in the past, but you're still shut down or struggling or going through it, those small businesses will be eligible again, as well for a second portion of that stimulus. So I think there's a lot of, you know, restaurants and and places that have been shut down, um, hair salons, nail salons. I I mean, really anything, you know, this has impacted each and every one of us in some way or form. So I do think that they're looking at that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, Jill, because even though the rest, just look at the, say, the
2: hair salons um, and everything that was shut down completely and then everyone was was brought back, now the restaurants are shut again, but hair salons and stuff are able at a reduced capacity, but making up for what they lost is tremendous to get back on track. And now the restaurant industry shut again. Um, after they're just Agreed. trying to pick up the pieces, so this is, you know, this is through no fault of their own. You know what I mean? This is 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 just horrible that anybody has to go through this with. And and I will say we talked about this too. And and you guys are so forward thinking in the in the uh, world of women, Jill at Fidelity Bank. You know, I don't know, Lynn. Maybe you know the number, but the more I read and hear all this stuff, the women in the workforce have been severely impacted by this yes. pandemic because of their children and they have to nine, you know, out of 10 of them are going to have to stay home or if they're single moms, they have to do what they have to do for their children first. And they've, so many people have lost
1: their income because of it. And the so other they, thing too, Laurie, is that, uh, not only have they lost their income, but they've been forced to have to take over their responsibilities. Especially, you talked about the single moms who have their children at home. Uh, there are no daycares to send them to, so right. they they have to be home. And they a lot of times their jobs, like a waitress, you can't work from home. It's mm-hmm. just not possible. And, yeah. and so, you know, the the problem is they're being impacted by this. on a whole bunch of different levels. It's not just the fact that they lost their job. They're losing so much else.
2: And like I said, Jill, you guys are... At Fidelity are such big supporters of women-owned business, and, and and your clients. Have you heard anything personally from some of these uh, women-owned businesses? You know, who are also raising children at the same time. I mean, this is this is um, it, it, it's 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 just unbelievable that everyone has to to to, to deal with all of this.
6: Agreed. Yeah. I mean, there's countless clients that I've worked with, with that. And, you know, in just in, in interacting with people on a day-to-day basis and my clients on a day-to-day basis, exactly the things that, that you've stated, you know, it's not only the financial strain, but it's the, the mental, because some of them are doing a small portion of work from home and trying to be a teacher to their family and the home care. And, and there's no separation of duties and no relief. So I, I think all of, us or but especially you know parents and women you know who, who are in this boat with children and, and having to do this they all deserve a, a paid month vacation on an wow. island somewhere after we're all vaccinated Yay. and safe and sound you know but, but that's why you know um you know uh, to get back
2: full circle to how we began this this is it's so important and it's so needed that the government steps up for this because um whether it's women owned or not, we, they need, everybody needs help, um, because of, um, you know, the struggling business people need it. So, um, I'm, we're thrilled that fidelity, I got my email this morning as well. It's funny. Cause I was just reading that, um, you know, gearing up for this and, um, from Fidelity stating that. So, I, I, you know, it's it's important that you keep everyone in the loop. It's important that people know that Fidelity is there for their clients to discuss it. And, Jill, I'm assuming that, um, you know, any of your um, clients, customers who want to talk to you about it can just call and talk to you or anyone that their banker that they deal with to find out a little bit more if they're a little uneasy about what to do next for this in the coming days and weeks. We should know more. But um, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you or anyone at Fidelity?
6: So if they wanted to reach out to to me directly, they can absolutely uh, reach out via my phone, which would be 570-504-2226. We're trying as hard as we can and as fast as we can to keep our live updates via our website. So I encourage, even if you're not a client of Fidelity, we have a wonderful resource of information about this, and we're keeping this up-to-date and current as much as possible. I encourage them to visit www.bankatfidelity.com. Fidelity.com, and right across our homepage, there's a streaming about the CARES Act, and you know, there's a wealth of information and some tutorials, and even you have the option to speak to a banker virtual, you know, via chat or phone there. So, e- e- clients, non-clients, come one, come all. Anybody in the community, um, I-, I would say that's definitely your best resource for the most up-to-date information for it, and and please take advantage of it. And if you have questions, I- I'd be happy to help because we as you guys said, you know, you ladies said, we all have to help each other in this time, you know? Absolutely. Well, Jill, thank you so much. We wish you a happy, because um, ha- people
2: will be listening to this the day after Christmas, so hopefully everyone has a happy and merry Christmas and happy new year to you, Jill, and to Fidelity Bank going into this new 2021. Hooray is coming, and we <laughs> appreciate you because you also will be our guest expert. Fidelity Bank has signed on again for another year with the La- Laurie and Lynch Show, and, and Jill, this is our 12th year that we're doing this so we appreciate your support we look forward to i know we look forward to (laughs) hearing from you and having you back on and everyone else out there um we will talk to you soon but we will hear from you a little after new year so happy new year and uh again 12 years of malaria good show coming up so thanks everybody for listening happy new year be safe be well be nice and we'll see you real soon bye everybody Bye.